This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside. He's on. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up, shot, oh, what a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class. Burnley have done it, fantastic, Clarence deserved the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after Burnley's 1-1 draw down on the south coast at the Amex against Brighton and Hove Albion. A team I think would have gone like fifth if they'd have won, so I'm surprised to see there's a little bit of negativity out there, but the second half wasn't the best. But we will get into all that. We will get into all that. Uh, Neil, as you can see, the boys are in the chat in the on the stream. Should I say we've got Neil, we've got Sam. How are we doing, gents? All good, good, mate. Yeah. All good. Nice weekend. Burnley draw. Yeah. Burnley draw. The Jets won. Fantastic weekend. Oh, here he is, straight in there with NFL. Come straight on. in there, with NFL. <laughs> Neil, how did the Chicago Bulls do? Uh, I don't know, but the Lakers won, so yeah. Right, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Um, I'll tell you what was a what what was a good result. 
Blackburn nil Leeds two. Get in there, and I very rarely celebrate a Leeds win. Very rarely oh, celebrate man. a Leeds win, as I'm sure oh, you're the same, Sam. Uh, get the comments coming in. Ryan Collins says you take a point away from home, but this weekend's results have definitely made Palace, West Ham, and the Wolves game more frustrating. Um, Ross says good point, but please can you discuss the substitutions made during the game? Yep, we'll get into that, mate. True Red says everyone would have taken that before the game. Exactly, mate. And Inky Punk says, hey up, lads, who appoints a goal and no defensive screw-up? Is That's how I pronounce that. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody that we are delighted to announce that Turfcast Podcast full-time show is officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. You can see their logo right next to my head. Um, Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance deal in a deal tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between <coughs> Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast podcast to them, when you're setting up your finance deal, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC Club Shop on completion of your finance deal. So why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Waller or give them a call or even just email them Send them a message on social media to start your new car adventure today. And don't forget to mention Turfcast Podcast, because when you do, you basically get £200 for free. Gentlemen, good to see you both again. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, it's been a, what, a week? So it's not that long, really. <laughs> the usual stuff, to be fair. Um, how are we both doing? Are we both all right, yeah? So, mate, yeah, all good. Good weekend. Yeah, it was, especially because the, the Jets won, but we'll, we won't get on to that. Um, no, we'll Neil, on from that. <clears throat> yeah, we, we might mention it at some point. Um, but yeah, lads, let, let's chat about Burnley then. Let's chat about Burnley then. Uh, start with you, Neil. Yes, good mate. result. Good result. Yeah, very good result. I think um, I think a lot of people have echoed what I'm going to say, but I think we'd have taken it if we were offered it before the match, a 1 1 draw away at Brighton, especially. After that abysmal showing at Wolves, um, mm. or second half at Wolves anyway, I definitely didn't think we'd get anything from it. So, um, yeah, I think a good result. I mean, given the way the game went, the first half and, and stuff like that, you could look at it as two points dropped, but um, a, a point away from home against anybody in the Premier League is a, is a good result for me. So, I'm happy with that. Yeah, well, the saying is, win your own games, draw your away games, and you'll yeah. do well. The problem is, we don't win that many own games, and we don't really draw no. that many away games. But... Positive signs we are getting better. Sam, your it's two, it's two result, decent mate. results in a week, isn't it? Sorry, other than the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. Other than the Wolves, well, it's two decent results in a week. So. Yeah, the, the, prob- yeah. the problem with it is, is we had the brilliant result against Sheffield, and he'll say Wednesday, that would be very offensive to them, uh, Sheffield United. Then, then obviously a great result at the end of the week against Brighton, <laughs> but sandwiched in between it was that Wolves one. And it's a 1-0 defeat at Wolves isn't the worst thing in the world. But that second half against Wolves was yeah. I was I was livid with it. I was so infuriated mm-hmm. with that. Um, but the second half against Brighton wasn't the best. It's just we already had the goal, whereas we didn't get it at Wolves. But thankfully we at hung on um, for a, a good result. Sam, your thoughts on the result, mate? Yeah, <clears throat> listen, it's a fantastic result. You have to, you have to take a point at Brighton. I mean, I, I expected a five 0 like defeat before we even yeah. before ball were kicked. Um, I think the only downside is the goal was so soft. Like the way we conceded was so soft, but the amount that they were peppering our goal, it was just it was bound to happen. One of those chances. Um, but like I said, I, I do think you know two men losing one bloke at the back stick is 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 a bit of a a bit of a bit of an error. But 
like you say, you take the point at Brighton, don't you? I mean, they're a fantastic team, well-run club, brilliant, brilliant players, really good style of football, and they gave in us Europe. All- so in Europe in- as well. What's that? They're in Europe as well. We're playing yeah. a team that's in yeah, Europe. In so. Europe. I mean, and, and they're a great team as well. And in my opinion, Evan Ferguson is one of the best strikers in in the Premier League, and we kept him yeah, quiet the entire way through. Like he's absolutely fantastic, and he only had one half chance ahead of that. You know. And 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 again as well, Trafford was absolutely fantastic as well. Like that's the first game where you can come away really and say Trafford has got us a point out of that game. Hundred percent. Trafford absolutely. was class, and it's probably a good time to to get onto that. But I do just want to quickly mention if Brighton had a beaten Burnley on um, Saturday, they would now be sixth in the Premier League because they would have an mm. extra two points, which would put them above Manchester United. So that puts things into perspective. So I, I do see a lot of negativity flying out there about the second half, about the substitutions, uh, which we'll get which we'll get onto. But I think for the first things first, it's a good result against a good side that we should be predominantly happy with. But Sam, I'll come back to you because you mentioned it there. Trafford, absolutely fantastic. That's that, that's that's the first time when I've looked at him like, yeah. I've always said he will eventually be a good keeper, mm-hmm. but if, even though he's been getting better recently, he's not had a performance like that. And hopefully that, that kind of performance will, will kick him on to be confident and, and maybe come for more balls and, and make saves and just keep improving. Yeah, I mean, like I say, mate, he's... He's pr- he has proven people wrong over the last couple of weeks, like us included. Like we were saying he should be out of the team and, you know, he shouldn't. And there's certain aspects of his game that, yes, he still suffers with. I will agree. He still suffers with his um, with his passing, like, like you know, uh, Solent says. But at the end of the day, you can pass the ball out from the back all you like. As long as he keeps the ball out of the back of the net, I'm not bothered. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it can pass the ball out and it can be terrible passing it out and it can it can literally concede as 18 chances on his own. As long as he stops that ball going in the back of the net from them, I'm not bothered. The issue that we were having was that the direct issues of his passing were creating is- situations where we were then conceding. Those, that side of his game has gone out of it. I think one of the other big things I'd like to mention as well is the defence just looks so much better. We look so much more compact. We look like we can grind out a result. Like, yeah, okay, we went 1-0 up. In fairness, should have been 2-0 up. Another talking point 100% is, should have is been Rodriguez will get on to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to him because he, he, he criminal in the Wolves game as well. But in saying that, the defence and Trafford deserve a lot of credit for that game, you know. You know, not many teams, especially in the bottom half of the table, will have gone to the Amex and gone to Brighton and given them a game like we did. Like they were saying about us as well, like even though they had 26 chances and we only had six, we weren't out of the game. You know, even at the end of the game, we were getting the ball, we were pressing high, we were winning the ball back high and we were breaking with three or four players. The only issue that I think we had was we didn't have a striker. We don't have somebody who's just there in the box sat and waiting. And I know we'll get on to Rodriguez, but going back going back to Trafford, absolutely fantastic. I mean, some of them saves. That one at the back stick as well, where it drops. I don't know who their right winger is. I apologise. Um, but the the bloke who scored anyway. But that that one where it dropped at the back stick, right? I mean, the header was good. I think he made it look a little bit theatrical with the save, but it was still a brilliant save. But that one at the back stick, that is incredible. Like he got down yeah. with one arm so quickly and stopped an obvious goal going in. Unbelievable game from Trafford, and the defence deserve credit as well. So brilliant, yeah. 
Yeah, I think someone said in the comments earlier, I put it on the screen, I'll do it again. JD Robbo, well, John Robertson says, uh, Trafford, Vitinho and Bayer, superb. Yeah, I thought they all were. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, O'Shea's had a bit of criticism recently. Um, deserved, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but even even he was mm-hmm. all right. I, st- I still I still will go with Ekdal and Bayer, personally. Uh, I'm not sure company's going to do that now. That might be another uh, situation where he's a bit stubborn with it. Um, as Harry says, though, Bayer being class, well up to speed now after his injury. Yeah, because he didn't look great, did he, when he came back in, mainly against Palace, where he made that mistake. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike says, second half was shades of Daesh sitting back and keeping them out for the most part. And nearly, it kind of was like that, wasn't it? A- apart from the fact that we didn't just sit in a low block and say, right, come at us. We did try and get out. We, ju- we just couldn't get out. Um, but it, it, yeah. it's stuff like that will give us a bit of confidence, won't it? Because as, as Sam said, the defence was class, but the defence... And the goalkeeper, so the entire defensive unit has been pretty poor this season. So for them to go mm. and put in a performance like that will give them the confidence that they can do better and better and better, and therefore the team will get better because that has been our main weak point, hasn't it? The defence. Yeah, it has. Um, to be fair, what they did on uh, on Saturday is what we cried out for all season: is just stay in the game. It's just have a bit of fun, just yeah. stay in the game. Uh, I know we got a point, but you know I was saying, oh, when when we're losing these matches, we're well off it, but. This is the first time, really, that we've been under the cost a bit, and looks like, yeah, we probably, we probably can stay in this game a little bit. And that's all you want, really. Um, but it's a bit of a swap, isn't it? Like early in the season, attack-wise, we were saying, oh, it's all been sorted, um, and we look good going forward. And then injuries have obviously hampered that, and the defense was shocking. And yeah. now, defensively looking good, but we can't score. So um, it's a bit of a bit of a swap round, isn't it? But. Um, Trafford was phenomenal. Um, it was a bit like heating at Old Trafford, remember when he just kept saving everything that was yeah. coming at him? Mm-hmm. It was a bit like yeah. that. Um, and he's still got elements of his game to work on for me. Like um, His distribution is still not great and it, the command of his area is still not there. But it's what you can see over the last few games is that he's growing into this role. And I think Saturday, the performance he's got, he's got a match. It was obviously everyone's... Um, giving him a bit of praise, which is justified. And he'll, he'll probably grow from that. And I won't be surprised in the next couple of weeks if we see him start being a bit more vocal and a bit more self-assured of himself and commanding his box a little bit more because he's just growing and growing and growing. Yeah, he needs that. That's what I mean. He, he needed a performance like that. But I, yeah. I agree with that. It, it does sometimes worry me with the lack of communication and the lack of... Because even... I'm, I'm not saying the goal was his fault. I'm not at all before people jump on me. But even for the goal, it's a good ball, to be fair. But he's properly camped on his line, like... To not to the point where I don't really criticise him for not coming, but keepers, when, when when a ball like that is coming in, their first thought is, Matt, let's go and get it. Whereas his first thought is, let's sit back on the line. And that's mm. what I'm trying to say is, I think another mm. keeper would have gone for it and then, hold on, no, I'm going to come, I won't go on the line. Whereas he was always on his line. But I think that's a confidence thing. And I think a performance like that, Sam, will, will help his confidence loads. And hopefully, you know, I, I think we've seen some of the keeper that he can be, but hopefully he can just keep improving. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think the main thing with the goal, in my opinion, is and, and I, I, I have to admit, like Charlie Taylor and and Oderbear were yeah, the defending yeah, uh, the was the main it, point about it. that. It was horrendous. Like in fe- like without trying to take away from the result because the result was fantastic. If, if we'd have conceded any of the other chances, I'd have been fine with it. That one was horrendous. You've got two men at the back stick. Charlie's misjudged the header and it's dropped to somebody. At the yeah. back stick, with that, we, in fairness, we don't really. That wasn't that was a bit of a nothing ball. It's in the right area, which is pretty decent. But we had enough personnel there to sort that out, and we haven't done that. Um, however, 
like I say, that that is it's a fantastic result, and Trafford will take great great confidence from that, and he deserves to. I think the defence looks really good as well. I think Vatinho looks fantastic. I know people have commented yeah. about it already, but we mentioned it the other week. He is coming on leaps and bounds. And I think the thing that we forget is like he's still a young lad. I believe he's only 22, 23. Like he's still a young fullback and he's really coming into his own. And almost a role that Matson played last season. It's almost just like the fullbacks of Charlie doesn't get forward as much as all that little bit, but Vettinho's the real force going forward, almost like playing with the other wing. And he's been so good for us. And, and that right hand side, like, genuinely can be finally start to look and in the nicest possible way as well without playing JBG. Because what JBG gives you as a technical footballer, he just he doesn't suit what we're trying to do. Yeah, he doesn't like last doesn't season. Have the the Championship the played stuff, in that yeah. yeah, being players that just gonna go at people that can well interact. Goodman does even the ball not break with Mason. Whereas when you've got Coley Osho, you just like we did with um, I can in my house. Like my wife had sick. Like on the ear. I was just gonna. I was just gonna stop you, but I was. I was just gonna stop you, mate. But you were in full flow, so I didn't really want to say anything. But then people have started commenting. Brian Martin says, "Is Sam using Tesco broadband?" Sam and Ed says, "Broadband from where?" It's been. It, it was. It was good when you started, mate. But whatever it is you need to do, mate, go and do it. Because honestly, I didn't hear a word of that last week. You sounded like, okay, what's that robot? You sounded like Warwick. Harry says Sam's using potato wrapped in Tim. <laughs> Sam on dial up. Yeah, sorry everybody on the podcast, because people on the podcast would have just been wondering what's going on for ages. And at least people watching live could see that it was just his bad bro. But I, I was like ready to, but I didn't want to mute him. He was rude. But he was just in full flow, so I didn't know. Yeah, he looked, he looked animated. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he looked very that, animated. I th- I th- unfortunately, guys, I think we've missed this week's Sam rant, unfortunately, yeah. uh, due to the old roast potato in a bit of tinfoil. But I kind of got the gist of what he was saying. Um, I didn't. kind of got the gist of what he was saying. Something about Vitinho. So we'll pick it up there, Neil. Um, yes, Vitinho, he's another one that started playing very well, isn't it? Because he has, I'll just get rid of Sam for a little bit because I'll see it when he yeah. comes back, don't worry. Um, because <laughs> he's, he's been one that's playing very well recently. And I think yes, yesterday, Saturday was his <clears throat> performance of the season as well. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't rate him that much. It was, it was a good option in the championship, one that you mm-hmm. knew you could rely on. Mm-hmm. But when he played against Chelsea, all right, he played against Sterling. He absolutely murdered him with Sterling. I was like, wow, this kid is not Premier League quality. Yeah. But since then, he's been getting better and better and better. And he was brilliant at Brighton, wasn't he? And as Sam said, yeah. he's kind of taken on the marks and roll from last season, just obviously on the other side. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think uh, Vitinho's issue for me has always has always been that I think he's been better attacking than he has been at defending. Um, and we saw that in champion in the champion. I need to say Champions League then in the Championship. <laughs> I wish. That, uh, I know uh, that he was he's quite good going forward and he's got a decent cross on him. But defensively, he was always caught out. But he seems to, yeah, he has taken a match and roll and he seems to be on form at the minute. Whether he's a long term a long term solution or not, I don't think. But at the minute, he's certainly doing a job, isn't he? We've got him back. We've got him back. Hold on. Let me uh, change the... Uh, here he is. Three. 
You're I'm right, gonna man. go. In, I'm gonna go in thirty second burst now. So there'll be no more <laughs> long winded stuff. It's just gonna be we played all right, Neil. Yes, I'm here. Don't worry. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> That's it. Oh, so Neil's <laughs> doing it now. Uh, but yeah, Sam, we kind of got the gist of what you were saying. But if you just want to say say it again in in a said thirty second burst, um, talking about BT <laughs> on the role he's taken on this season. What 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 was the question? Vitinho. Just we were just chatting about Vitinho, weren't we? And how well he played. You kind of went off on one about Vitinho, and we've then picked it up since then about Vitinho. Unreal. Thanks. Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> Ginger lad says evening, fellas. <laughs> but, uh, but on that, right? I do. I do want to because someone commented on it earlier. I'm not going to scroll back up, but Harry's just reminded me here. He says hope. Well, I think it's meant to say hope. Hope he stays right back and doesn't get moved over to the left because Taylor is out. Obviously, Taylor is now suspended for the Everton game, which means we have a bit of a gap at left back. But some people have suggested sticking Vitinho on the left and bringing Connor Roberts in on the right. But other people have suggested keeping Vitinho there because he's playing so well and maybe sticking somebody like Aldakil or Delcroix at left back. Sam, what would you do for for the Everton match? Honestly, mate, I couldn't even tell you. We had this conversation months ago when we put Chaz in for the first time. Like, there is no backup left back. So there's no positive option that you can pick. Like nobody goes into that left back role and and will fill that position, in my opinion. We tried about four different players anyway, and none of them worked. Like you put Delquire on the left, we played three games and conceded like ten goals with them at left back. So that doesn't work. If you James put Conor, would do that. Yeah, but, but then we've got like and then we've got you know Vitinho. Paul Bloat got put there a couple of times last season and just looked all out at sea. Like you know so. In my opinion, it's a huge loss um, at left-back, considering it's the only position that I don't really think we have any other options in. But yeah, Delcroix, maybe, because he's played there a couple of times. I, mean, I don't know. I do th- I do think he'll move Vitinho, put Vitinho there and put Roberts on the right. I think that's what yeah. he'll do. I mean, I can and just say it. to Vitinho, do that role, what you've been doing on the right, but on the left, and then take that movement from the left-hand side rather than the right. I just say to Connor. Just be a fullback, just defend. I think I personally think that's what he'll do. Yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens and it is what it is. But I also think it could very easily, like, I mean, not be the downfall of it, but like, I, I, I've, I've been pretty vocal with, with my opinion on Connor Roberts this year. Like, I don't think Connor Roberts has been up to anywhere near the standard he was in the championship at all. I think he's been one of our weakest links in the entire team. So putting no, him back in the team just because we've got a suspension worries me in itself without putting Vitinho in a different position. So instantly, as soon as you go from that, I I, I instantly would have a lot less confidence than if it was Charlie and Vitinho in the team. Um, in saying that, our performances have been better and I am hoping that, that I mean, they've got key players missing as well. Like, I believe it's just yeah. a game not playing and, and things Brantford, like that. Is it, um, second best defender. Jared, Jared Braithwaite as well. Yeah, sorry, Braithwaite. Yeah, I always say like, Branthwaite. I don't know why. Yeah, he's, he's, it is Branthwaite, isn't it? Yeah, he's Branthwaite. Yeah, you're right. Oh, maybe I'm right. No, you, you are either. right. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's a brilliant centre-half as well. So, yeah. yeah Both class. teams are missing players. But, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Uh, solid. Roberts did come on when we went to back five, um, but Roberts wasn't even in the back five. Robert, Roberts was like right mid, and as Solid does yeah. remind me there, he was inches away. It was his hesitancy more than anything else. I think he was just trying to stay on side. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, but um, yeah, for a full 90 minutes. Uh, and Roberts did, sorry, Roberts, I wish Roberts were watching. Uh, Solent did say, well, no, don't I, so just slagged him off that last 10 minutes. Uh, said <laughs> Roberts did play on the left at home against Spurs and did okay. If I remember rightly, his first 10 minutes was decent because mm. I remember tweeting saying like, oh, maybe Roberts at left back is the answer. And then he got murdered for the next 80 minutes. And I got so yeah. much stick on Twitter. Um, Neil, what would you do with the left back scenario then for the Everton match with uh, Charlie being suspended? Uh, I, I would probably put Vitinho there and play Roberts at right back because for me Roberts is not convincing at left back at all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I'm a bit like I'm a, I'm a bit like you. He's, he barely convinces me at right back to be honest. But uh, um, I, for me, it makes no sense to put him out of position because that's been a, a problem we've had early in the, in, in the season with company putting round square pegs in round holes. There and that's is, just yeah. going to be the same. There it is. I got it right. So that's gonna, just going to be the same thing. So for me. <laughs> It's less damaging to play a natural right back at right back and move it in your. So that's what I would do. Sorry, mate. Toddler walking in at that point. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd do as well. Um, I do want to talk about Wilson Orderbear because obviously um, it was horrendous news that. Give me a second. It was horrendous news that. Um, What's he called? I'm all flustered now. Luca Corleone is obviously out for this season. Um, but I felt like at the time, because I, I watched the press conference, and at the time I remember thinking, oh, for God's sake, here we go again. Um, this is going to be horrendous news for Burnley, a massive injury. We're going to struggle. But Wilson Orderbear came in and slotted in brilliantly, didn't he, Sam? And I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Orderbear obviously got the goal, deflection. Although I, I've not seen it back since. I watched it at the time and was sure it was a deflection. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying it weren't. I'm still adamant it was. I can't see one. I can't see one. I can't see, I can't see it. Go on. <clears throat> I can't I see can't a deflection. I can't. I just think it... I com- think finish. Commentary <clears throat> said, oh, I think it took a deflection. But I've seen it from loads of different angles and I can't see a deflection. It skimmed, it skims past him, but the ball's trage- trajectory it? doesn't change. Hopefully you can hear me because my internet literally went off for a second and I went I went full Tesco broadband like that. Yeah. What is going um, on with us tonight? Why are we so prepared? I don't know. Uh, John says it uh, came off dunk. I felt like, I mean, I was watching it perfectly legally because of my um, DAZN connections, but I was watching it in Portuguese, so I don't know what the commentator said, uh, but I felt like I heard a nick as it went through. But yes, order bear. Thought it played very well. well if it so, did, uh, if it did, it didn't change the flight of the ball. No, did it not? It might have been slight yeah. then. It, might it have was been a slight deflection. It wasn't. Yeah, but he played well, didn't he, Sammy? He, he was one that was wanting to run at defenders. Who was, you know, he had good feet, getting the ball, you know, from the midfield into the attack and 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 just making things happen. Yeah, we should we should have used him more. To be fair, we um, he was the bright spark. Like I say, though, I I just have a feeling that our our system now doesn't suit Goodmanson on the right. It just doesn't. No, I agree. Like, I agree. Having two attacking players last season is the reason why we scored so many goals at the back stick. You know, having players that could get at the man allowed the fullback to overlap. Like Zeruri could go at his man, beat him, twisting and out and get the ball down to the fullback like Matson, and then Matson would be through. Zeruri could come inside, Benson could come inside, it'd drag players away and like, with JBG, and I love him. I, I think he's a fantastic footballer, but he doesn't suit us at right on the right hand side. When you've got someone like Odebear, who just in that situation carried the ball, carried it into the box, kept going, turned back with some good feet, moved it onto his right foot, and then just and then it hit the ball from <clears throat> you know just outside the box, and and it's a great finish. And yeah, you know 
and and this is against a good goalkeeper in Verbergen as well. I mean, we were in for him in the summer. He's been good since his time for Brighton. So it's against a good goalkeeper and it's caught him out. So yeah, I think I'm the same as you when Kingo's news came out. I devastated. I thought we've got no no way. All this devastating, and then he's spotted in so well. It's kind of like brilliant. You know what I mean. Yeah, your internet's going again a bit, mate. Um, but I kind of again wow, got the gist of it. Though. That's a good freeze. That's a good freeze. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I, I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. Um, Harry says uh, watched a bit of <laughs> watched a bit of the Seagulls podcast and then was well bitter about the ball. Said it took a huge deflection. You know what? I have noticed that a lot of Brighton fans do tend to be quite bitter. I, I remember. I remember when we beat them um, a couple of seasons ago. Whenever it was, we beat them down there at the Amex. A certain Brighton podcast, who I'm not going to mention for obvious reasons, uh, put a tweet out saying, does this mean we're the farmers now? I'm like, what are you want about calling us farmers? Like, we've been in the Premier League at the time longer than you. We've been in the top flight of the league over the history more than you. We've won the league twice. You've never won it. I don't think they have a major honour to the name. Or someone might tell me they won the League Cup in 1912. Um, but stuff like that annoys me. I have noticed that they are uh, like that quite a bit, uh, our Brighton fans. Yeah, and um, they're, still, they're still booing Jay as well. It's been how many years Jay, now? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, the True Red says, credit to Audibert, he was brilliant. Uh, would keep him in the team. I'm struggling to see where Trezor fits in currently. You know what? I did want to ask about Trezor. Um, and we'll stick with Neil for now, in case you know Sam's still on the old Tesco broadband. Um, but um... it, keeps, it keeps freezing, right? And every time it comes back on, he's in a different part of the room. It's, uh, it's <laughs> he's like he's he has proper leaning back, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah, he's completely yeah. frozen now. I, I, um, I, I, no, sorry, I didn't get a word of that. What's going on? That's <laughs> three seconds later as well. Um, but Trezor, he's, he's done well when he's come on, hasn't he, Neil? Like, and he did well yes, again at the yeah. weekend. He actually, uh, there's a particular person, right, that always seems to to respond to Turfcast criticising. And when I put a post up of there saying, um, or <clears> there tried to make things happen by running at defenders, this person came back at me and used a stat to say that uh, Mike Trezor actually completed more dribbles in the time that he was on than Audebert. So that as a stat in itself that shows mm. how well he did because Audebert did very well in the match. So Trezor, he did well against Sheffield United, did well against yesterday. It might be time for him to get a run maybe on the left. Possibly, yeah. I right think Trezor's, Tre- Trezor, 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 whatever. Is, I think his problem is it's, it's, it's the way that he is, I think, gives the impression that he doesn't give a shit, I think, is what He's got is. the McNeil look about him, hasn't he? He's got, the McNeil, down, head down. he's got the McNeil sort of slump. He's got the Anthony Martial, can't be arsed, vibe about him. But reality, when you look at him play, he's actually not done anything wrong, really, other than no. be on the pitch yeah. for like five, ten minutes at a time um, against good opposition, possibly in, in not his own position. But the last couple of times that he's come on, um, yeah, he's done, I think he's done all right. Maybe it's time to start him and give him a, a run out and see what he can actually do. Um, it's got little. You can see little glimpses of the quality he's got. Um, yeah, but I think he. I think he is a victim of his body language in that it does look like he's got that sort of slump, and but he's got it in him. Yeah, as Harry says, though we've got like three or four left wingers at performing now. Yeah. Why I caught one of these? Just move over to the right. But every time we move one to the right, it messes the entire balance of the team up, and and that's kind of going to be what the situation is with the left back fullback situation against Everton. It's going to mess the entire balance up of the team. Sam, you do look a bit better now, so I'll ask you about Trezor. What are your thoughts on him over the last few games? Good. 
Thank you very much. Milton Dingle said he's good in possession in tight situations. True Red says perhaps give JBD a rest for Everton and play Trezor and Alderbear on the. The problem with that is that would expose us quite a bit uh, on the wings, and Everton are going to be strong on the wings. I don't necessarily disagree. I just think Everton will be the wrong time to do that. Look at the goals that they scored against us uh, in the League Cup. Uh, obviously, the one that McNeil, McNeil enjoyed very much um, was uh, came in from across and a target header. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, Sam, as your broadband broke up last time, you were talking about JBG. Now, it would be interesting to see what we do with JBG now, wouldn't it? Because would you keep him in the team? You said you'd rather see him in a different position. I think the best position for him would be uh, in the 10. But with the players that we could have in a 10, I think he's probably lower down in the pecking order with that. So what would you do with JBG now? <clears throat> I mean, in the ni- in the nicest possible way, like like I said before, like I love JBG. I think he's a great player, but I just think we have so many attacking options now that eventually, like you have to be a bit like cutthroat with it. Yeah, he's been with the club for a long time, and it, yes, he's a technical footballer. But if he doesn't fit the system and what we're trying to do, like like for example, we scored so many of our goals from the wing last season. Zerori and Benson were two of our top goal scorers last year, two of our top assisters. The goals came from the wing. The striker helped bring the wingers into the game. What's happening right now is we've got a striker that can't do that to a winger that doesn't play like that. So for me, I, I don't understand how Zerori doesn't get into this team. I don't get it. I'll, I'll never understand it. Regardless of left mid, right mid, whatever, I don't get how he doesn't get into the team. I don't get how. Benson's been injured for what feels like 14 years and he's only been at the club 18 months. I don't know how he's been injured for so long. I, I swear Benson's just a hype man. I think we've just, every time I see him, he's just pausing with fans outside the stadium. I don't think I don't he's going to play again. I think he's just a hype man. I don't think he exists anymore. I bet he's not even on backup programmes anymore. I don't even think he's a Burnley <laughs> player. I, I just don't think he exists. It, like, honestly, like how he's not in the team is ridiculous. How Zerori's not in the team when we literally... He was one of our best players last yeah, season. I don't get how. I love JBG, but I don't get how. He wasn't the first choice last season. He was like third or fourth choice last season exactly. in the Championship, and now we're in the Prem, and we've signed all these wingers and still got the wingers from last year. How exactly. he is now the first choice? For me, I, I just think Trezor's, in my opinion, right, it's it's for me the same as like Obafemi. We signed Obafemi for a cut price in January for the player that we wanted to be our star striker in the summer. We didn't get him. We signed him in January and then all of a sudden he doesn't get any game time and things like that and, we, and he's not ready to be a first-team player. And he played like eight minutes at the end of a game and things like that. I feel like Trezor's getting that treatment somehow. Like Trezor yeah. was our marquee signing of the transfer window. We were all so buzzing when on deadline day yeah. we managed to get him done. And now everyone just seems to want to move on from the facts because he's had a couple of bad performances in, a, in an awful Burnley team after the first 10 games. We were horrendous in those 10 games. So for me, I don't know why we don't just try and play a bloke that got however many goals and assists last season and ended up the second... or, or the wanted uh, top. He was the top assistant goal leader in, in Europe last season. Why on earth is he not getting into the team? What is company seeing from JBG where he thinks, I need him in there. I don't want to try this creative attacking winger like Trezor. For me, I'd I'd be looking at Odebear and Trezor and then have Ramsey as a backup or 
Zaruri as a backup, and then have Redmond as your as your substitute. Like I'd be looking at those types of players. I would not be looking at JBG and Jay Rodriguez. It's the same kind of conversation that we had with Jack Cork. I wouldn't be having these conversations about JBG and and Jay Rodriguez being in our lineup. I just I I I, I am a, a bit baffled by it because we spoke about. We spoke about JBG in a good light last season, and we've done the same again this season. But now I'm starting to think, where does he fit this system? And I just don't think he does. I don't think he fits the system now. Uh, the president okay. of the Jack Cork fan club is shocked that you even mentioned Cork, but I I, I, I somewhat agree. Uh, but um, you mentioned Ramsey there. I do want to quickly get onto it because there was a comment earlier, which I do think is good to discuss. And I'll start with you, Sam, just in case your broadband goes again. But it says, Inky Punk says, thoughts on Ramsey, lad. He, he conceded possession in our half again in the run-up to the equaliser. My personal opinion is that he's, he's just a young footballer. Like He's got brilliant ball retention. He's got great feet. It was the, the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's in possession, he's fantastic, but he just makes silly mistakes, like he did again against Brighton. I think that's the second time he's conceded possession in a silly place that's then led to a goal. Um, but it wasn't this long ago that Sander Berg was making these mistakes in his own half, and now look at him, he's come on leaps and bounds. I think it's the same for Ramsey. I think as John goes on later to say, he will be a terrific side. He's making hours, but he's clearly got talent. He needs a run, but it's difficult to play. Him, I agree with a run in the side. He would do go on the trajectory that I feel like Sander Berg has gone on. Yeah, but he's not going to get a run in the side at the minute because there's too many players in front of him. But he's, he's a young kid again. Like he's a young kid who's got a brilliant future ahead of him. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't have a place in the side right now. You're right. He doesn't. Like without with, without going on to his ability now and his ability in the future. Like he doesn't have a place in this team at the moment. In my opinion, I'd rather play Nathan Redmond ahead of him. In without making it sound really stupid right now we need to win games like we can't afford to hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Carry a young player with all the potential in the world. But first of all, not play him in his proper position. Like he plays a, he plays a 10 role very well. He goes on yeah. he goes on the wing to fill a number, doesn't he really? Let's be honest. Like, yeah, I think he played in the 10 against United, didn't he? I think yeah, I do and think he was brilliant. There, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, he really was class. I, I just think, I think... You know, when it comes to Johan, I always feel like Johan looks good in a team that's like like when we saw with Daesh back in the day, like, you know, setting us up as like a bank of four and a ba- and, uh, and setting us up with a midfield bank of four and a defensive bank of four and set up in a more defensive unit. So I do kind of understand, obviously, you can't please everybody from the perspective of putting JBG in because obviously if he is helping the defence, then obviously it makes sense putting JBG in there. But... 
if that's at the expense of attacking threat, our, our, our whole system's built around trying to create chances. And if you if you play out from the back and you get it to the midfield and you've got nobody else to play the ball to, then you are just going to keep losing the ball in midfield and conceding chance after chance after chance. You have to eventually have an out ball and a style of play and a system that works towards the players that you've got. I don't think that we play towards somebody like Johan's strengths because there were a couple of times where Johan was getting the ball like he does normally and getting that whipped left-footed cross into the box. But we don't have anyone who's going to attack that ball. Like, Jay's not going to attack it. Like, Jay's, Jay, Jay's attacked one header so far this season. And But it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with like, oh, Rodriguez is this aerial threat every time the ball needs to go into the box because we have... So many players rushing into the box, like I'm doing it, Burge, you know, whoever's on the left-hand side coming into the box. We don't always need that ball into the box to be a lofted one. Sometimes we need someone who's just going to go at the man like Coley Osho. And I feel like yeah. I feel like with JBG, I do love him and I do think he's a fantastic player, but I do think that... I don't think he fits the system right now. I, don't, I, I, I could be wrong, like I say, from the defensive standpoint, but going forward, I, I don't think he brings what we're trying to do. I don't think he helps what we're trying to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think on the attacking side of things, <clears throat> he, 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 gives the, he gives the attacking side of it a little bit of imbalance because it's all going down one side because mm-hmm. it's not coming down in. But I do agree with the points that other people are making by saying he does provide a bit more defensive stability. And I think if we went full out and out two wingers on both sides, we might end up just getting exposed like we did earlier in the games. Uh, but going back to Ramsey, uh, that was obviously the original topic that somebody asked in the comments. Neil, your thoughts on him? Because he did make a bit of a mistake again this weekend uh, and he's done it before. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on him? Do you think he's, uh, you know, decent? It, Do you think no, he's, he's a squad player? Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, um, I think it's a trapper situation. He's a young lad who's he's really inexperienced. He's just a victim of, of signing so many young players. That he hasn't got that experience around him to, to coach him through the games, and um, there's, there's, there's clearly a player there, but I think mm. it's just the Trafford thing where he's going to need time to develop and grow into that role, and um, just be patient with him. And yes, he made a mistake, but young players do make mistakes. Um, uh, so yeah, I think he's a good player. I just think he's just one of them where maybe not this season, maybe next season, season after, we'll see the best of him. He just needs time. Um, I don't think he played that much for Villa. I know, he, I know, I know he, he was never at Villa, played for Villa. No. Never played, did he? So he's not he's not that experienced. It was his loan at Borough that we've signed him from, really. Which, yeah, when, so in, just, in fairness, like, when you think about it, again, it's another naive move from the board. Like, a bloke that's had one season in the Championship where he's actually... And it was only half a, half a season as well, wasn't it? Like, he didn't, he didn't start. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's naive from the board, yeah, in the sense that I, I do think he's a good signing. here and now it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The naivety is that we haven't signed experience. That's the naive yeah. side of it. Because yeah. I think Ramsey and someone to help to, to alongside him who is experienced would have been good. But yeah, I think we'll see the best of him in not this season, but next year, year after maybe. Um, he just needs time. Yeah, he does. yeah. I, I think I think Aaron Ramsey and James Trafford will both be playing for England regularly in about five, ten years. I think both mm-hmm. of them yeah. will. Yeah, both I think very so. good players who will get better and better. Uh, but they need time. So is a loan move the right thing to do? As somebody said earlier in the comments, maybe for Ramsey. Um, for Ramsey, yeah, we'll I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I think Ramsey's maybe. issue as well is that um, it's it's the injury thing. If he if he is getting a chance like he did, and then he's picking injury up, it's not he's not going to get back in now. So I think yeah. like, a, a, a loan somewhere else so he can just play. Um, yeah, it's probably a good good move. 
Yeah, maybe Middlesbrough again if they're interested, or obviously yes. spent the first half of last season on loan at Norwich, so that, that could be something that we could do. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do think he'll be class one day. Um, Sam, you mentioned Jay Rodriguez there. Your internet's good at the minute, so I'll come to you again. Um, what are your thoughts on him now? Because he missed a sitter against Wolves, which cost us. Uh, he missed a sitter against Brighton. All right, we've got a point, but ultimately it cost us because if he scores that, number one, we win the match. Number two, I win £100. Jay, if you see this, you owe me 100 quid. Um, well, technically a tenner. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I put a tenner on, but it would have been 100 if that the logic in me had. Basically, I pissed it up the wall because Jay didn't just do something simple and dink it over the keeper. Uh, but two sitters in two games. And it's not just that as well. Like he doesn't provide like the out ball that you mentioned a few times that you need. Like we need Foster back, don't we? Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts on Jay so far? Then these last few games, mate. I think the striker that we're used to uh, with us now is even like with Barnes. Like Barnes has a channel running him. Like Barnes can run the channel very well. You know, a ball over top, and he can hold the ball and play it across the box. Like. Similar to what we were doing with Teller, it was balls over the top and he's latching onto them. It's similar to what we've done with Foster. Foster's good at those channel balls. Foster's also good at being the the player who's in the right who's in the right position at the right time. Like he's at the back stick, he's in the center of the box, he's everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got the brain, hasn't he? With Jay, mm-hmm. I, I always find like you always go back to one specific goal, right? So it's like the header in against Sheffield United. It's a good header. It's a it's a fantastic header, but he has no right to score it. Like he's coming mm-hmm. onto it at an angle where it's actually he's probably, the defender very well, yeah. Yeah, and but he's done it against Bournemouth in back in like 2019, 2020. Like, you know, he scored banging headers against them. He scored a great I can't remember who else he scored a great header against. He scored a great header against somebody else at home. I can't remember anyway. But he scored banging headers like that. But I you always go back to that header and you're like, that was really, really good that it was a really good goal. And then you think, did he score like in the other eight games after that? And your answer is always no. Like he, he doesn't have a consistent run of form as a striker. He scores in moments where you really, really feel like you need it, and then you forget. Then you watch like six or seven games, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, he's still he's still been all right." And then you look back, and you're like, "Actually, he's not done anything." And I think what I'm finally doing is now I'm looking at it and I'm seeing it earlier now, where I've watched two games since the since the Sheffield United game, and he's not the striker that we need in there. Like I'd yeah. rather like the comment there. I'd rather play Obafemi. I'd rather tr- at least try it. Just try it until January. You've got what three games left? Just give it a go. Like just throwing yeah. Jay in there is almost unfair now as well. Because like it says there, he's 34 years old, but he's a Burnley legend. Like I don't want to be sat here talking about Jay Rodriguez in a negative light, but you know, he's not the striker for us now, and he's not the striker that I really want, you know, in the Premier League now, five, six seasons after we've bought him. Like, you know, he's left us once, come back. I I don't want to be having a conversation about Jay Rodriguez being my striker. Like, I just don't. Like, I'd much rather just have Oberfemi in there, try it. If it doesn't work, fair enough, wait for Lyle to come back. If it doesn't work with Lyle, bring somebody in in January. Like, I'd rather do that. I I, I feel like what Jay's having is the same situation to Barnes, where <clears throat> people overlooked him, but Barnes came back and actually did all right. What I'm finding yeah. with Jay is he, he's come into the team when we didn't, when we've got nobody else and he's not living up to the standards. So 
Barnes adapted yeah. his game, though, didn't know. he? Jay, Jay can't adapt his game, I don't think. Because Jay is an out-and-out no. striker, that's what he is. Um, and does anybody else, right, think he's playing so deep? Like, why yeah, he is he playing DM at the time? Like, the whole point of him being there is to link the play up, but it's to link the play up in the right areas. Don't do what Harry Kane does now when you don't have the ability of Harry Kane. Like, don't drop deep and then distribute the ball when you can't distribute the ball like Harry Kane can. You can't make the pass and then and then go like and, and join the attack because he doesn't have the legs to win the ball at the halfway line, spread the ball out wide and get back into the box within five seconds. He doesn't have that burst of pace anymore. So I just think I just think what we miss an out and out striker to be fair. And I do think if Lyle was in this team, I think we'd have won against Wolves. I really do. I think having the chances that we created in that game, I think we did enough in that first half. Okay, yeah, the second performance, the second half performance was terrible, but I still think yeah. we had enough there. And I also think Lyle finishes that chance against Verbergen. I think that was, I think that's 100%, a, an yeah. extremely poor miss that people haven't spoke about enough. Like he kicked the ball into the only area of the goal where he wasn't going to score when the goalkeeper didn't react to it. He just it was on the there. floor. It was just on he the just floor. All you had to do is lift there. it. He's not flailed the leg or put an arm out to it. He's just laid there. So anywhere else in that goal, you score, but you kick it at the goalkeeper on the floor. It just, it just baffles me. But yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah I agree. Solid Clarence, as you can see on the screen, says take sentiment out of it. J Rod just isn't good enough. Um, John says when you were talking about how deep he was, Sam uh, says he was right back versus Wolves. Milltown Dingle says yeah. we missed some good old, shit, good old shit houseery. And Harry says Foster will be going to Afcon <laughs> in Jan if he does come back. You know what? surely not because I have yeah. as I said on another full-time show I believe the club are looking at bringing him back in January now surely he doesn't then go to AFCON surely we say to him like no you've missed a month and a half already I mean might be being a bit harsh here because obviously he struggled with mental health and that would you know annoy him and you don't want to upset him um, but surely he doesn't go to AFCON surely not maybe maybe um, but yeah we'll see but I do think as you say Sam Ober giving Ober a run might be the next step uh, to be fair and Solent agrees with me to be fair and very rarely me and Solent agree on stuff no way surely he goes to AFCON now um, but yeah, Sam obviously yeah it, well, it won't be fit yeah and imagine if we get him fit and then he's like right I know I've not played a game but I'm off see you later see, see you again at end of Jan but surely not it could have something to do with his with his uh, it, like it might have homesickness or something like that he might want to go back home so in fairness if he does turn around and say i want to go to afcon and he gets a month of being in south africa with his family and his friends and people that can bring him back round to the way that he you know he was feeling beforehand in fairness that does more benefit to us than it does negative I mean, yeah, we lose a striker for a while, but if we force him to stay, he might get more from being at home. So, to be fair, I'd rather, in fairness, I'd rather he just did what he wanted to do and the club looks at alternative options in the meantime. We have a January transfer window coming up. Surely yeah. there's a shortlist of strikers if, if he decides he wants to go to AFCON. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. That, that's that's, a, that's a, another way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah, I do agree with that. He's po- he probably has spent some time in South Africa over the last month, month and a half, mm-hmm. however long he's been out, to be fair. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. And Neil, I, I just want to pick up on something Sam said earlier. He said, just give Auber a run now in the team. What would you do? Would you stick with Jay or would you probably give Auber a run? No, I'd give Auber a run because what do we sign him for? Um, if he's not going to get a run, because Jay's Jay's not up to it. Like, I know, I know he's a Burnley lad and all that, but like Silent says, take the sentiment out, and he's not up to it. His legs have gone. Injuries, injuries have probably shortened his career by a couple of years. Um, and it's it's quite sad to watch the massive decline in him because he was all right last year, but the, it just seems now it, it's time for the end. But if 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 you're not going to play over Femi, then what do we sign him for? Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's no, there's no point in just having him no on point. the bench, is there? Yeah, there's no, no. point. Um, there was a comment earlier in the chat and quite a few negative comments on this about uh, on Twitter. So I have just brought something on screen when it loads. There it is. That's obviously the stats from the game. Now, a lot of people were criticising how long it took Vincent Company to make his subs. As you can see there, he did make one in the 58th minute, which was Ramsey, but then waited and waited and waited until after they'd scored to then try and shore things up a little bit by bringing Redmond, Trezor and Robertson. Then he brought Ekdal on a few minutes later as well. Uh, Neil, I'll start with you, if that's all right. Um, yep. But um, a few comments, like I said earlier on, um, he said... Uh, the, whoever it was, I can't remember, said that it, the subs came too late or they weren't the right subs. Do you agree with that? Um, I don't know if it's not the right subs, but they definitely came too late. But I think that's the theme this year is that companies is a little bit late to the party when it comes to his in-game management. Because um, last year, he was praising for it. Like Last year, he made decisions and he changed things really quickly, like at Sunderland, yeah, um, yeah. for example. And, and this year, he just seems to be just hesitant a little bit and um, I don't know if they were the wrong subs, but timing-wise, definitely, because we were on top for a little bit, and maybe that was the time to change it if you're going to. Um, I, th- I think, it I seems think a for bit me, react- we're on top in... Sorry, I was just going to say, I, th- I think for me, like we're on top in the first 20, 25 minutes, and even though Brighton were the better side in the second half of the first half, the second half was literally just like, just constant pressure. So I think he should have seen that. And reacted quicker, mm. probably around the hour mark, and been like, well, to be fair, he's brought yeah. Ramsey on. He's brought Ramsey on in the hour mark, but Ramsey for Goodmanson, that's not going to show things up. Met the met the no. substitutions to try and prevent this constant wave of pressure. Uh, which to be fair, looking at the Ramsey thing, it, it might have been thinking Ramsey will be able to provide more of an attacking force, or maybe we'll be able to get the ball up there and keep the ball up there. Uh, but obviously Ramsey did the opposite and lost the ball for the game. But um Sam, your thoughts on the subs? Because they did get a lot of criticism um, on Twitter and stuff, did the subs? I, I do think they were late, but I also think if people are looking at it from the perspective of like they scored and then we brought them on, they were get, the subs were getting ready from like the 75th minute, like when we were 1-0 up. So yeah. it ended up being that they scored and then they came on because it was the first time the ball went out of play. Like yeah. the subs were ready and waiting great. for ages. Like they just didn't, they just didn't get on because the ball never went out, or or company decided it wasn't the right time. Maybe it went out once, and he was like, "No, we'll wait." Like, but I wouldn't say that the the subs were necessarily the reason why we lost. Oh, lost, sorry, drew. Um, because <laughs> I'm so used to it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's you know we, um, we we've 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 ended up coming away with a draw in a game that we probably didn't really think that we were going to get a draw in. And 
in fairness, I don't I, I don't think the subs were really down to that. Like I say, the goal went in and then literally 10 seconds later, the subs came on. They were waiting to go in before. And if they get on the pitch before the goal goes in, you never know. Things might be different. Um, but yeah. I, you can you can be you can be as annoyed as you like with certain individual things, but the thing that I've decided that I'm going to take the most, I'm going to take as paramount is we've drawn one-one with Brighton at the Amex. Yeah. Like, that is a good result, and you know I think to be fair, I came on I came onto this podcast really with the only intention of having one negative for the entire day, and it was the fine. I finally realised that amongst every single thing that we've got wrong so far this season, which we have, the only thing that it comes down to is we've bought too many players and waited too long for them to finally click in a league with less games. If you're in the yeah. championship and you've got 44 games, you've got a couple more games longer to be able to hit your stride. You can still make the playoffs if you don't do well in your first 15 games in the championship and then you can go on a run and win loads. In the Premier League, you don't have that time. We've changed so much of that starting eleven, and now we're finally seeing the brilliant. We we've finally brought we've seen the brilliant football that we can play, but in my opinion, there's too many teams now just pulling away. Like, and it is frustrating. Like we're watching games, and you what you you turn around, and you're like brilliant. Fulham are getting into it. They scored 10 goals in the last yeah. two games and conceded zero. Yeah. They've managed to get up to 21 points. So they're out of it now. They're not a team we can catch because we're on eight points and they're on 21. You then look at Everton. They've had a 10-point deduction. Like They're now out of the relegation zone. We don't look like catching them. They look like they can score goals constantly and win so many games. The only negative that I have now is we now look like we're too far behind. And yes, we can go on a run. But teams are winning every every time we've had a good result so far. Somebody else has won, and it's annoying because we can't just enjoy yeah. the win. Like Bournemouth yeah. winning three 0 It's just annoying, isn't it? Like we finally get a great result, and it's like yes, Brighton, an extra point. We're on eight points. We're so close to getting out of the relegation zone. Brilliant. The team that's just outside gets another three points out of nowhere. My thing is Bournemouth have just hit really good form as well. Yeah, Bournemouth. they have. But I said yeah, that really to you, I said that to you both for ages ago. Why on earth were they ever going to sack their manager? He's an unbelievable manager. All you needed to do was give him a bit of time and he'll pick results up. And then he's beat us and then they've won four out of the last five. Like he's a good manager. Yeah. We, we just need we just need a we just need a situation where we turn around now and we start to say the further the further behind we get now towards Christmas the more and more you start to plan for next season without without making it all sound negative because we can still come back and I do still believe that this team will come good and we'll get more results. But if we if if we get to Christmas say, or New Year and we haven't beat Everton and we've gone to Fulham and we haven't picked up a result and, 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 and in that situation there, I'd be like, right, start looking at players that we can bring with us for next season. Get a great championship side again and then just go again. Because there's no, you know, like I say, Bournemouth are going to keep winning games. Forest can pluck results out of nowhere. And they look like they could get dragged into it. They could pluck results out of anything. Fulham are out of it again. Wolves will get yeah, results. Yeah, I agree. Fulham are out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many teams that can pick results up. And I do think, I do think that we have... A lot of, we have a lot going for us, and I do think performances have been better. And I think I think 
testament to company for changing the system and really getting a lot out of the players that we've got and all the players like Trezor, we've talked about him and we've talked about Sander Burgess resurgence and Vitinho and Trafford and how well they're doing now and O'Shea getting a bit better. Like they all deserve credit because they have finally understood the system. But 13 games into a Premier League season, 14, 15 games into a Premier League season, in my opinion, is too late to click. So I don't know. But great, great result, but outshadowed again in it by other results, I have to admit. Like, yeah. To be fair, I was talking to a Sheffield United fan at work yesterday, and he said the same thing. Obviously, they got the win, uh, the, the win against Brentford, but they would. He was just annoyed that Forrest had drawn, that um, you know we 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 drawn, and he, he felt the same. He just felt that teams teams are, are are just pulling away. There's too many teams out of it now. I do agree with some of the comments that Forrest will probably be in it. That's a team I'm looking at, but I agree with yeah. you, Sam. They could easily just pick up two results, and then you're thinking, well, there's nobody else left. But as John Robertson says. I, I, I think that's a good point to reassess. Reassess after mm-hmm. Luton in mid-Jan. That I think that'll be a good way. If if we've lost against if we've lost against your Everton's and your Fulham's, and then we're going to get beat against Luton at home, then you're pretty much guaranteed to be going down. So I think that's where we'll you know start looking at thinking, yeah, we're going to be in the Championship next next season. Now Sam does need to leave pretty soon. Everybody, he's he's still a baller, unlike me and Neil. He still plays football. Me and Neil just sit on our asses because we're still too young. So Sam's got football training tonight, um, so we do have to wrap it up pretty soon. If there's anything else you want us to quickly discuss in the comments, please let us know. I do just want to mention a couple of things though before I get on to another debate that we always have that's pretty obvious. Um, everybody, keep getting your Mile for Lyle efforts going, says John. John was the creator of Mile for Lyle. Or should I say that the, the, the brains behind the movement. Um, so keep getting your Mile for Lyle in. I've done a couple, only dog walks, because it's been a while since I've run, John, like you. Um, but yeah, just get them coming in. You can walk, swim, run. Get on a scooter, not not an engine scooter though. Um, you can cycle it, do whatever you want, uh, but keep them coming in. Uh, if those of you that are on YouTube watching on YouTube, you will have seen these comments by Nathan. Nathan's got a little Burnley badge next to him. He's got a little Burnley badge next to him because he has a Turfcast membership. So if you do want one of them, you'll just be helping the channel out a little bit, and we will eventually be bringing some stuff in once we have enough like some actual benefits to it, and you're not just um, and you're not just uh, throwing money at us, but just help the channel out a little bit. Um, and that will help us loads. Uh, John says, do some more. I think he means Malfa Lyles. I'll mark Tech Dag out tomorrow, mate, if he's not pissed it down. That's why I haven't done as many, because it's been absolutely pissing it down. Um, but obviously, one thing we always do is man of the match. I think this one is going to be a pretty obvious one. Um, so everybody get your comments in who you think was the man of the match. Just put them in the comments. I will put them on screen. I think everybody's going to choose James Trafford. There'll be someone edgy in there going, nah, Bettinio for me. Um, but I think I think everyone can, can agree it's probably going to be James Trafford. Neil, who's your man of the match? Jerry Rod. Of course it is. <laughs> edgy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, James Trafford, mate. James Trafford, fair play. James Trafford was, the, by a country mile, is the, is the man of the match for that weekend, definitely. Yeah, uh, Mr. Samuel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all Trafford all day long, in it? Like, you know, as as good as as good as the performance from players like Odebear was, like, like, like I say, regardless of Odebear's goal, we could have lost 5-1 if it weren't for Trafford. So, Trafford yeah. 100%. Completely agree. I don't think many people will be disagreeing with you. Um, <clears throat> on screen, Philip Wilcock says, man of the match, easiest one of the season. Doesn't go on to say who it is, but I think we, that 
tells me that it, it, that he's picking Trafford. Uh, the True Red says Trafford, 100%. John Robertson says Trafford. Then in brackets, Vitinho and Bayer. Yeah, I can't see many people disagreeing with that. It, it, it's Trafford, and it's definitely Trafford, and he played very well. I will say, you know, not that it's about time. I was just going to say it's about time. Um, but it's... Um, you know, it's good to see him finally, finally getting, you know, some, some plaudits because, you know, I do think some of the criticism has been justified, but it has been a lot. It's been constant. And I was speaking to somebody from the club um, on like a Zoom call the other week. Um, and this person did say that uh, Trafford's one of the players. That, there's a few, there's a handful of players that go on social media and they check out the Twitter Clarets hashtag. And he said that Trafford is one of the players that does see this, that does see some of the comments. So a lot of the stuff that he was getting um, would have been, um, you know, probably getting to him, getting to him. Uh, Solent says, despite his poor pass completion of 35%, I had to go with Trafford. Of course you got that in Solent. Of course you did. Um, well, last one from me, because I did, I, did, I did put the floor out. Uh, Harry, by the way, does say uh, Trafford's still great, though, man of the match. Uh, Dyche is back on Saturday. Is he going to get a good reception or what, lads? What do we reckon? I mean, obviously, I'll, I, I don't have any issues with him. I, I will clap him. But at the same time, my focus is on, on the players on the pitch and the, my focus is Vincent Company. What's, what's your thoughts on the Dyche reception on Saturday? We better not get a bad one. Because I can't see him getting a bad one. He's one of the best things that happened to Burnley Football Club over the last two, three decades. Like, yeah, without sugarcoating it, yes, we've got a new manager, and I and I completely back this new manager, and one hundred percent my side is with Vincent Company. I don't want Sean Dyche to win, but he is a legend of Burnley Football Club and absolutely deserves. A round of applause. He deserves a statue outside the stadium for the stuff that he did over that decade. Like he is, he was Mr. Burnley for so long. So anyone that wants to paint it a different way, by all means, but not for me. Yeah, no, I agree. As I did say, obviously, the, as you said, the main focus is the lads on the pitch and our colours and our manager at the minute. But yeah, mm-hmm. Dyche is a legend. He always will be. Uh, John Robertson says, totally agree. I want to give him a huge ovation, but maybe at full time. Dark Knight 67 says, uh, it's a Dosh Dyche Derby official. True Red says, give him a good reception. He deserve it. Nine and a half years of service. Icky Punk Clap says, him on and then... During the match, he's the opposition. So remember that he is the opposition yeah. during the match and then clap him off, that's it. And yes, then you celebrate him properly when he retires. Uh, you know member what, Nathan man? Smith, cheers, mate, that, says we owe him a decent reception. Sorry, Sam, go on. Sorry, sorry, apologies. I'm, I'm lagging out again, so you weren't talking a second ago. Um, the, the comment there about Dwight, right? So I've always, I, I'm not one of those people that thinks we should boo him, right? However, of all the players that left us in the situation that we're in, he's the one that deserved to leave the least. And the person who I think is the only one that actually jumped shit without deserving it. Like, Pope left, he wanted to be an England goalkeeper, he moved to a big club like Newcastle. Like, Tarkit, he said he was always leaving, he stayed a couple of extra seasons and he probably should have done anyway, and then left on a free transfer. That's not his fault. The club knew that they were going to lose him on that. It's exactly the same with Ben Me. Like I know, I know we sold him. Like I can see there, I know we sold him. But obviously, he's not going to sit there and go, 
oh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to. Obviously, he said, I, I'd like to leave. I'm going to try and get a move to a Premier League club. And I know every single player is going to do that. But he also, he also is the only player, in my opinion, that actually jumped shit. So, I don't know. I won't boo him. I'm not saying I'd boo him. But I think he's the only player that I don't think, like, should be, like, clapped on pitch like he's some kind of hero. Yeah, no. I, the thing is, I don't have anything against Dwight. I didn't like the way he celebrated when he scored. They scored in the cup. I know people were saying, "Oh, we're getting it," so he gives it back. I disagree. I think as a footballer, you should have a certain level of professionalism and not celebrate like that. Maybe turn around and give the fans a bit of a look. But to do a stupid little dance like a kid, I'll be honest, that did piss me off quite a bit when he did that. Um, the thing with Dwight is, as Icky Punk does say a, a bit earlier on, I will wrap it up, Sam, I know you need to go. Um, but as Icky Punk does say, like he turned our season mm. around that season and, and he deserves respect. I think we all respect him. And he was class that year. But I think in the season we went down, and a lot of people were the same, but the season we went down, it just he wasn't good enough and he didn't want to be good enough. And I just think he down tools. That that's the issue I have with Dwight. I feel like he down tools. Look at how good he's playing now at Everton. And my thought process was always it's not that he doesn't want to be at Burnley, he just doesn't suit a Dyche system. Who's he playing for now? He's playing for Sean Dyche, and he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just goes to show that he didn't want to be here. And I I remember rightly at the start of the season, we went down, he did an interview, which as Burnley UTC, he was a young lad, but I remember doing that interview and I can't find, I can't remember exactly what he said in that interview, but there was a lot of, t- there was a lot of like, oh, I'm at, I won't be here forever sort of vibe. I, I could said a lot of people weren't good enough. Yeah, but some people just weren't technically good enough and we just had a team that wasn't good enough, whereas Dwight is now showing that he is good enough and he showed previously that he was good enough. I don't hate the guy. I do actually still no, quite I, like him. That, that's what but, I'm saying. When I was saying it, I wasn't saying like I don't like him. I just mean, like, with Tarkit, he's got a... Oh, oh mate, go away. <laughs> he's outside, mate. He was picking up. Constantly. I'm just getting belled constantly. Um, no, like, when it comes to, when it comes to like, Tarkit, he has a resume behind him. He's a fantastic centre-half. Same with Ben Mee. He was club captain for years. Like, people saying Ben Mee did a runner. Like, Ben Mee showed that he was a Premier League-caliber centre-half. The only thing with Dwight is I feel like he was such a he was such a purple patch player. Like he played so well for so long, and then all of a sudden he drop off, and you didn't even know he, he, you didn't even know we were playing. Like, and I felt like in that final season he was the one that was like, oh well, whatever. Like we're losing yeah. games, no worries. Corner is getting all the getting all the hype. I'm getting dropped out of the team. Like you were getting dropped out of the team because you weren't playing well enough, and then we get relegated and. You literally just sat and went, um, I, 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 like I say, it might sound really petty because now I'm saying it, it does sound a bit petty, but it's like he to me, he's the only person who didn't have the right to leave and left. Like I, I say, I know Tarky left <laughs> and and all these lot left, and it's just I, I just I just feel like Di, uh, Dwight's the only one that didn't like have enough to back himself a 25 million pound move back to the Premier League. To be fair, I know I sound petty, and I knew I sounded petty when he when he celebrated against um, in front of us against Everton. But I just don't care. I just don't care if people think I'm petty. I just I do think that that was a little bit, um, un, well, not uncalled for because he was getting the the, the stick. Um, but you know, 
just just act professional, mate. Harry does go on to say the, um, that the board neglected dice for years and forced him to play in a certain way we did after yeah, saying did. the comment that I've just put on there. Let's remember that was the old board, not the current board, because the current board did actually back him before that season. Uh, Veghorst is not the answer, Solon. is not the answer to anything, and that's a perfect place to end it. If, yes, the, if the question is... Who shouldn't be at Burnley and has got the ego? Yeah, who should never play for Burnley again? Of course, is the answer. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and as Nathan says, going back to that debate, Tarky played right to the end. I agree. That's my only opinion. Whereas I don't feel like Dwight did. Dwight Downs tools and me and Tarky were not to blame for getting relegated. Whereas someone like Dwight, who got the 25 million pound move, move in my opinion, didn't actually play well enough to deserve a move that's my only thing however i'm still buzzing for the lad when he scores because he's still he's still a burnley lad he still came through burnley's you know burnley's youth team and you know he's oh he, he was at united and then we, we we picked him up like he's still come through our academy and he's one of the best burnley academy players that we've brought in so i i do still think i am still pleased when he scores i'm and i'm not saying like i'm not even trying oh, to bring that out I, I'm not trying to say like, oh, throw him hate when he comes on the pitch. Like, I, I, literally, if you go back and watch it, I literally say he still deserves clapping, but I don't think he's like Taish yeah. and Taki level where they, you know, they deserve absolutely. I mean, they played all the way up until the final whistle at Newcastle, and then they were like, right, and I, I, I deserve a move. Whereas, in my opinion, and it's my opinion, you can all do whatever you want with it because I'm it's saying it's my opinion. Uh, I don't think Dwight did enough to get a move for 25 million quid. That's why people laugh yeah. at the transfer fee. Just like I we were. I think the, the best the best reaction is to just not react. Oh, when yeah. It gets announced. It gets announced. Just, nothing. Best reaction. Just lick, because he will, he will score or he'll, or he'll, or he'll do the thing that he's doing. Um, Bye, everyone. Are Love you going? You Sam's going. I'm going to wrap right. up anyway, right. to be fair, Sam. Love you all. Have a, have a fantastic evening and uh, see you all later. Uh, See you Saturday for another fantastic game where we win 3 0. Come on, see you later. Bye. Bye, mate. Uh, it makes me laugh to sound because I've been trying for ages to wrap up, and he's the one that keeps really chatting to stop me from writing up. And then he just fucks off. Um, but he anyway, like, it, that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you already for watching. We've, we've gone over 12 minutes again because. Somebody asked in the comments about McNeil and Mills went off on one. Uh, mainly Sam, who then just left. Sam's talking about jumping ship. Now, ironically, jump ship. So yeah. take that, that how you want, Sam, when you've... He actually, he actually left He left the podcast 15 minutes ago. It's just his wife has only just caught up. <laughs> <laughs> that's good from you, that, mate. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, big thanks to Neil for coming on the show and Sam. Neil hopefully he gets his internet sorted because it's never been like that before. I'm not particularly <laughs> sure why it was so bad. There must be an issue over in Yorkshire, over in, over in that there, the Leeds. But having said that, John, the John's, John's from Leeds. Uh, so, sorry if you didn't want to know that, John, but I don't know why. Um, and, and his internet's been fine. Uh, Icky Punk says, brilliantly live interactive stuff, turf cast, something no other Claret pod does so well. No comment from me, mate. No comment from me, but uh, you are correct. Nobody does it as well as us. Um, but thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everybody, listening. Thanks to Neil and Sam for coming on the show. If you have joined late and you want to watch it back, as soon as I press end, it always stays on YouTube for you to watch at your leisure. If you want to listen to it on a podcast uh, in tomorrow's commute, then I will upload the podcast tonight. It will be there in the morning. Uh, and a massive thank you to Wavecar Finance, who, of course, make all of this possible. John. 
asking yourself, mate, and that's not me being flippant, but I've, I, I need to go. <laughs> I need to go. Uh, it's, it's at Clarets Roundup on Twitter, mate. It's at, at Clarets Roundup on Twitter. Solid. I'm not going to put that comment on screen or I'm not going to mention it, but that might be. probably right, though. That's probably yeah, accurate. It's, it's, yeah. You're probably spot on, mate. You're probably spot on, mate. But thanks for yeah. watching. Thanks for listening. I will hopefully be back for a pre-game show. I know I didn't do one before the Brighton game, but that was the Brighton fans' fault before getting into anything. Uh, Everton fans are normally usually good. So see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.